0: inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone,
1: to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today I'm joined by Tom DeAndres, Rob Longo, Hannah Woodward, and Tom Terrace. Welcome one and all.
2: Oh, thanks, Dave. That was a
1: tongue twister. <laughs> well, it's awesome if everybody would just take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to John chapter 15, 26 through 27, and then also chapter 16, 12 through 15. And before we do that, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life?
2: All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Holy, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, well, God, you are uh, so generous, so loving, uh, always, always here patiently waiting for us to turn our hearts to you. Thank you for the opportunity to, to break open your word, to read the gospel uh, that we're going to be hearing this Sunday, and we ask you to, to help us to be docile, to be teachable to what you want us to do in our lives uh, as husbands, wives, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, friends, uh, in every single role that we're in, that we would allow you uh, to lead, Lord. And dear Holy Spirit, we invite you in a special way into this conversation and we ask you to to fill us with courage so that we can love in the way that the world needs and the people around us need to be loved and if we could uh, if we can just pray this together, especially with Pentecost being this sunday let's uh pray the come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and and kindle kindle in us the fire fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you You shall renew the face of the the earth. earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of thy faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
1: Amen. Amen. And the Father, Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Robin. And Hannah, do you mind giving us a little bit of gospel love today?
3: Sure. Uh, today's reading is taken from the book of John. Jesus said to his disciples, When the advocate comes who I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth that proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me, and you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth... He will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Praise Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hannah, when you're reading that, the the Advocate, my, I, I think of my, uh, I think of my mom. It's so funny that the kids, like all the grandkids, always go to to my mom. You know, yeah. If, if something's not going on, you know, well at home. I remember my, uh, my, my nephew, who's now twenty five, twenty six years old. When he was a little guy, he knew my mom's phone number, and and he would sneak, you know, in a room. My mom, can you come get me? They're being mean to me, right? Like so, she was always, you know, we call her the, you know, the lawyer for the grandkids, you know, the the advocate. Uh, and uh, what an amazing advocate we have in the Holy Spirit, right? That that no matter how old we are, you know, we can, you know, come into the recesses of our heart with Holy Spirit and just uh, say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you to, to guide me. I need you to, 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 you know, love my wife through me, love my husband through me, love my kids through me. I need you to, to give me the courage, give me the wisdom, whatever is going on in our lives. We can make that, that call anytime, any place, anywhere to, uh, to the advocate, to the Holy Spirit.
1: That was a beautiful way to reflect that, Rob, because that word advocate, that's what I circled. You know, and we realized that we are called as Christians to stand and to hold, and then the advocate is the one that does the battle for us. He protects us. He defends us. He speaks through us. And you know, when we stand and we hold on truth—the truth of marriage, the truth of of abortion, that of what it truly is in in the disposal of a life—and the truth of contraception—that's that's us choosing to be God. When we stand in truth, then God does our battles. God is the one that goes out as our advocate, as our defender, as our protector, and does the battle. But it takes us not lying down. It takes us not surrendering. It takes us standing in humility, in docility to the Spirit, on truth. We can't fold. We can't walk away. We must stand, and then God, through our yes and our obedience, chooses to use us to take His truth to the
3: world. And I believe His uh, advocate um, is helper another word for advocate i believe now that's what struck me as you guys were talking i was thinking you know how much help um you know i need in the christian life and i i think this this reflection speaks to me of humility i think you mentioned that a little bit david when uh jesus says you know he will not speak on his own so in other words he's not stepping out on his own it's more like a hum. you know he's you know, re- reacting in humility, the spirit, and how I need to remember that as well. That you know, because uh, humility is truth, right? I know, you know, who I am, what I am, what I need. I need God's help, and I see the you know the spirit here as my helper, and I'm you know looking toward God and Jesus to send me His Holy Spirit to help me through this Christian life.
2: And Tom, as you're saying that, you know, He will not He will not speak on His own. Um how often do we try to make up our own truth? <laughs> and we usually get ourselves in a whole bunch of trouble when we do that. You know, this whole idea of relativism, you know, you know whatever I want the truth to be, I can, I can kind of convince myself, uh, especially when there's a little bit of truth in something. Uh, you know, that I, can, I can do a good job of convincing myself, but the Holy Spirit, like you said, I will not speak on my own. Um, that's, that's awesome. So if we can have that humility, uh, and, and I remember a couple weeks, or last week we were at one of the schools and a sixth grade boy, uh, answer the answer, the following question in, in this way. The question was, what do we need to do to avail ourselves to hear the shepherd's voice? We're talking about the good shepherd. And he said, what do we need to do? And, and everybody's saying everything that you would think, you know, going to mass, uh, sacraments, Bible, you know, commandments. And this one boy, and this is hundreds of kids we asked this question to. And only one kid gave this response. He said, humility, humility, that if we, this is a sixth grade boy, isn't that awesome? That if we approach God in, in humility, then we're going to be disposed to hear his voice.
4: Yeah. I hadn't realized um, before you guys pointed it out that, uh, that um, you know, he will not speak on his own the spirit of truth. Uh, and you kind of hinted at this, Rob. And I think, you know, we, we sometimes want to speak out on our own and not really um, be aligned with the truth, but even God doesn't speak on his own. Even the Holy Spirit doesn't doesn't speak on us. He, he comes, he's sent by Jesus, and he proceeds from the Father. So he doesn't come on his own. He comes representing the Trinity. He comes representing the the, the God, you know, the Godhead that, that he's part of. And the other thing, too, that hit me um, was that this whole passage um, gives us the sense of Jesus sending the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is a gift to us. And we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit himself is a gift to us, you know? So it really, uh, really kind of hit me that when that spirit becomes part of who we are, we don't speak on our own. We, we consult the truth. We, we take the time to understand what marriage means or why abortion is wrong and all those things that you brought up, Dave. That So we speak from the truth with the truth, and we don't speak on our own. We don't just come up with our own opinions, our own ideas, or what makes us feel good now, and then maybe a few months later, or a year later, whatever, which is how a lot of people enter into marriage, for example, you know, I, know, I, I love you, honor you all the days of my life until it doesn't work out, until I don't feel like this anymore, until, you know, but I just make that up on my own, but that's not what God, that's not what the truth is, and that's not the gift that God gives us of the advocate, of the spirit.
1: Oh, you know, you use the word gift, Tom, and a key with a gift, the Holy Spirit, the advocate is a gift to us. What is our role? We need to receive the gift. Okay. Then we need to open the gift. Well, how do we do that? Well, for me, what really God has taught me is key scripture verse says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, but quick to listen. When we hear things, we then invite the Holy Spirit to help us understand because one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is understanding. So we invite the Holy Spirit in, we stop a moment, we pause, we do what Mary did, we ponder what we just heard, and ask the Holy Spirit to help open that up to us before we speak, before we decide what is right, what is wrong, what is truth, what is not. Stop. Stop. Let's invite the Holy Spirit in. And I'm telling you, whether it be a business meeting, whether it be interaction with your wife, your children, stop surrender say holy spirit help me that engages the gift that opens that gift and engages the holy spirit to give us the words god promises us in scriptures don't worry about the words he'll give them to us but if we fail to invite the advocate in if we say fail to seek the counsel of god then we're out there on our own and we're yeah 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 and we're not effectively piercing the heart so for me quick to listen slow to speak Stop, invite the Holy Spirit in to discern, to give me the words. And whenever I go into what I call God moments where I know that, that God wants me to interact with a person, with counsel, whatever, with ever, I stop and I invite the Holy Spirit in. When I go into to business meetings, you know, or or anything— I invite the Holy Spirit in, and I try to do it publicly. I ask the people, "Do you mind?" Even when I met with state legislators and things, you know, with regards to this whole uh, Proposition Three Hundred, I said, "Do you mind if we invite the Holy Spirit into this meeting to help us discern truth, so that we can, you know, work together on this?" And boy, it's powerful when they say yes. Man, when a person says yes, whether it's a business meeting, bank meeting, meeting with a senator, doesn't matter, man. They've given permission for the Holy Spirit to come into that meeting, into their hearts, to hear truth. And it's beautiful because he's the spirit of truth. So, man, precious, 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 that uh, that gift. And you, you used the word ponder. And for those of us that were at
4: the men's conference and heard the bishop speak, uh, Hannah, you weren't, unfortunately, but and maybe some people in our listening audience, I, I'll never forget that the, the way that he used that word. Mary pondered in her heart, and he said, he said to ponder something means to transform it As we take it in and we transform it and then we give it out. So we don't use our normal you know, action reaction. Somebody yells at us. We yell back at them. We take it in. We ponder it. We transform it and we give we don't give it back in kind. We give it back in love. And, and that was uh, it, when you said that word ponder. And every time I hear that word with respect to the Blessed Mother, because that's what he referred to. That's what Mary did. She pondered these things in her heart.
2: And, and Tom, when you say that uh, kind of brings me back to, I mean, was it last Sunday? Uh, in the world, but not of the world. Um, so if, if we're these, like as the Bishop was saying, we're, we're kind of like the, the Brita. You know, we're the pure water purifiers. Right? We're the attitude purifiers. We're the you know, anger purifiers that, you know, if we're receiving that, taking that in and pondering, allowing the Holy Spirit to filter that. And then it's coming out of us different. It's coming out with us with love and, and right. So that's how we can transform the world. And I guess maybe it's like a little a check, uh, you know, a little examination of conscience that when we when we review the day, when we received the, the anger and the hurtful stuff and we ponder, okay, how did I respond? And if I responded in kind, like you said, then, you know, we need to ask, for extra helpings. And David, you shared with me a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if, if you remember this, but you said that you've been really called to pray in the morning to specifically ask, you know, I know you do it in like for specific events, but have you been doing that in the morning where you're asking and seeking and knocking, and specifically, and for double helpings of some. Absolutely. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure,
1: absolutely. Every morning in the Stewardship Mission of Prayer booklet, which is free from our organization, is a morning prayer where you engage the Father, and you ask Him to help help you in your journey, your journey of love that day. Your mission is to testify to the Lord. That's what the Scripture verse says. So we invite the Holy Spirit of truth into us. But, you know, I'm like, I go to the Father, and say, Father, help me to love your daughter, my wife as your daughter. You flow your love through me to her. Father, help me to love her as your sister, Jesus. Help me to brotherly love her as my sister. And Holy Spirit, help me to love my wife as your bride. You're the bridegroom. She's your bride. So you flow your love through me to her. When you invite God to love his precious daughter, your wife, with his heart, the heart of a father to a daughter, with his heart, the heart of a brother to a sister, with his heart, the heart of the bridegroom for the bride. Oh my goodness, it's transforming, Rob. It's transforming. I also do that with the children, you know. Father, help me to love them with your heart, the heart of a father. Help me to shepherd them and guide them to you. But it's it's invoking the Holy Spirit, the advocate, through the Father to flow his love, his shepherding, his everything through you, to them. And again, it testifies to the truth, and it testifies to God and who He is as Father. You know what I mean? It's beautiful.
2: And then you've also shared with me that you ask for specific gifts, like love, joy, oh,
1: double portion
2: of counsel. Hey, absolutely.
1: You spe- I specifically, every day of my life, you know, the Holy Spirit, I invite Him into my heart to enkindle in my heart the fire of His love. But then I say, Holy Spirit, please pour forth into me all of your gifts in accordance to your will, and allow me to use those gifts and all that I am to be a blessing to others. So I ask for the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of counsel, the gift of understanding, the gift of fortitude and patience and all the different gifts the Holy Spirit can pour out into us. I got through them all. It's a litany, you know, the gift of teaching, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, the gift of love. And it's beautiful. The gift of discernment, spiritual discernment. I ask, I ask the piety, counsel, the gift of the fear of the Lord. And when I'm done that prayer, and it's always to bring all honor, all glory, all all praise to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's amazing. I didn't have the gift of courage. I didn't. I prayed for it. I got it. The gift of understanding of scriptures and helping to break it open, I prayed for it. I got it. So I find the more I pray, surrender to the will of God, the more God pours out these gifts. The gift of counsel, Rob, I always ask for a double portion. Oh my goodness, I can't fathom and tell you how the gift of counsel, the Lord has double portioned me, because I always surrender to the Lord, and the advocates say, Hey, help me with this situation. Help me give this counsel. Oh my goodness, it's amazing, Rob. Amazing. Awesome.
2: Thank you for sharing that.
1: Absolutely. That we can all do that, we are God's children. You know, and, I, and again, when we get our life right ordered, God first, everything flows from that one singular relationship. You know, then we get our lives ordered with our wives next, our spouse next, and then our children and everything else below that line. Everything else below that line. And then we realize, as children of the Father, He created us out of pure love for number one, His delight. He delights in us as His sons, as His daughters. And then number two, is to bring his son into the world through our uniqueness through our yes, and that's that whole thing of testifying to Jesus through our life's example, in fleshing the Word it says here you know that that he's the spirit of truth, and it, it's the Word is truth, so we inflesh the Word of God the Bible, and we become that living Bible as Jesus did, incarnate to a world that's starving for truth, starving to meet who Christ, not me. But Christ living in me with me and through me, and that's a daily renewal of our minds and of our hearts. I love the the, the line here, and I stopped and circled and it says, everything that the Father has is mine. and when I stopped and pondered that, you know God opened this up for me a number of years ago that I own nothing. everything I have is a sacred trust from the Father to me, from my wife and children and grandchildren to all the material things everything is His, and I'm called to do what? To be a good steward, a caretaker of those gifts, so that I can use those gifts to help others experience God. And when I realized that, it set me free, that I own nothing. I'm the steward. I'm the caretaker. And then I call on the advocate, Lord, you told me I'm not going to be left alone. Help me. Help me to steward this. Help me to steward that. Help me to be a good caretaker so that all honor all glory, all praise come to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It will. It's a game changer. It's a life changer. And it keeps you focused on the eternal and not the pulls and distractions of the world. It's freedom. And
2: uh, earlier this week, we were at a school, and we had this cute little video we showed of a baby— smiling, giggling. And then whenever the baby heard the song, uh, let it go from frozen, they would cry. And like, but this really like, you can't see it. It's radio, but I'm making this pout face. Right. And the baby would pout and then they would stop the song and he would smile. And then the song would go on pout. And I was talking to the kids. I said, who can see into our hearts? And they would answer God. I said, even more than we can see in our our own hearts, God can see. And when we're, you know, when we're talking about sports, and I would replay it. And so we're talking about sports, and I would freeze the smiling baby. When we're talking about sports, we look like that. When we're talking about going to the movies and and listening to music and hanging out with our friends and singing and dancing and whatever, eating, we look like that. And then I would play it again. And then it's Sunday morning, and Mom says, it's time to go to Mass. And then the baby's like, it's like does our heart look like that? God can see our hearts. Even though outside we might be putting on a, a good mask, God sees our heart. Does our heart look like that? And then, you know, then, then we say the baby's smiling again. I said, well, now we're on vacation and we're at the beach. We're having a great time. This is great. This and riding the waves, the baby's smiling. And then all of a sudden we're on vacation. Time to pray. Ah, no, I'll, I'll do that when I get home. So the challenge was, can we pray for each other? We pray for each other for a desire. We pray for our desires because we just had First Holy Communion in our parish. And I said, those kids, when they received First Holy Communion, they were so excited. They were so full of joy, so full of anticipation, so full of wonder and awe. I said, why don't we pray for each other? That our hearts look like that smiling baby. So when Jesus comes into our heart, he's not coming into that whining heart or that wailing heart or that resistant heart. that He's coming into a heart that's smiling that's open, that wants to be there, that wants to receive him. And just that image of, you know, the the smiling and the, and the crying really hit. But but desire, that's what we're talking about, David, that, just that desire for us to receive the gifts that God wants to give us. If my desire is for a million dollars and I'm praying for a million dollars, I mean, that's not God's desire for me. So uh, earlier in this week, one of our brothers at Gospel Reflection said, you know, that he wants to pray that for his that, that he wants and desires the gifts that God wants to give him. Isn't that a beautiful yeah, prayer? And, that,
4: and that's really the prayer that Jesus gave us. Thy will be done. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the best thing that we could, you know, when things happen and we don't judge them and we don't decide whether we like them or not, or they meet our expectations. they don't meet our expectations, we just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You know, because, because your will be done. Whatever it is that happens, you know, it's read, peace. It's yeah. peace. Yeah, and I remember too, David. You kind of triggered a thought. Um, I, I do, you know, reflect on the things that I've been given in life, especially the material things, and turn those over to God every day. But I also remember when I was much younger. I remember when I didn't have much. How I used to kind of walk out of, uh, you know, walk out of my office at the corporate headquarters and look around and say, "All of this belongs to my dad." <laughs> <You know? laughs> God owns all this stuff. Now, I know the shareholders and I know the corporate executives and all this stuff, but this all belongs to my dad. I just look around and say, you know, because in some ways it does. You know, I would look out over the beautiful landscaping that they had there at the corporate headquarters and I would just say, that belongs to my dad. I know That's the corporation awesome. owns it right now, but they're just taking care of it for him because when this corporation is gone and we're all we're all gone. this land is still going to be here and it's still going to be his, you know? So that that kind of reminded me of that too. And I think that's a gift from the Holy Spirit to be able to look at our lives and everything in it, whether
1: we own it or we don't own it, as a gift from God. And that's precious what you just shared, Tom, because as Roman Catholics, we understand it's not just about a personal relationship. That's putting our toes in the water than getting to know Jesus. But it's an ever-deepening intimate relationship in, our, in and through our Catholic faith, as we come into an intimate relationship with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, and how much more intimate can Jesus be with us? He shares with us his very self, body, blood, soul, and divinity, as he promised he would in the Eucharist and offers it to us. How often? The prayer is, give us this day our daily bread. Every day we can become ever-deepening in our intimacy with God. Through Jesus Christ in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you know, I was just reflecting, as you were sharing there, Tom. I wrote down, you know, but when He comes, the Spirit of truth, He will guide you to all truth. What a freeing thing. I don't have to figure out truth. Because truth is not a what. You know, the, the pilot, I think it was, says, What is truth? That's a wrong question. It's a failed question, because it's not what is truth. Who is truth? Jesus Christ is truth. He's given us his love letter, the Bible, the Word of God, which is truth. And thank you, Lord, he established Holy Mother Church on the rock Peter. The Holy Mother Church, the Roman Catholic Church established on Peter is the church from which all other denominations find, if they trace their roots back, their heritage, their mother, which is the Holy Mother Church, you know, iconically represented by Mary, it's precious. We go to Holy Mother Church and say, what does this mean? What does this look like? I don't understand this. And then we go to the catechism. Oh my goodness. And the Lord breaks it open scripturally. Every one of our Catholic beliefs and understanding over 2,000 years, there it is. And it says, he'll lead you to all truth. Holy Mother Church, the Roman Catholic Church, holding the full deposit of our faith, fullness in the truth, continuing to grow in that one singular deposit, in that one truth. And I just want to end with a with a precious prayer that that I think really sums it up. It was prayed by St. Francis of Assisi, but any other final comments before I pray this?
2: No, just what uh, you're saying, you know, pray that we can all trade our opinion in for obedience. We yes. spoke about this before. You know, We all want to have an opinion about everything, but in faith and morals... We have to just yield to the obedience that, and, and, and this and then once we do it's free freedom. And
1: and Tom, this prayer goes to exactly what you said, and that's what the bishop said is to transform. When we receive hate, if we transmit, we transmit hate. But when we transform, here's what happened. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is injury, let me bring forgiveness. Where there is discord, let me bring harmony. Where there is doubt. Let me bring faith. Where there is despair, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, let me bring light. Where there is sadness, let me bring joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive. It is in the forgiving that we are forgiven. It is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Amen.
0: Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a gospel reflection group. For information on locations and times of gospel reflection groups, or how to Start a Gospel Reflection Group in Your Area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, A Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.